Hello everybody and welcome to the Sam's Report. Not quite sure uh, what is going on here this morning. Hopefully that's not echoing. Um, the lower third graphic did not show up. And um, yeah, so I, I'm not... <laughs> I, I am just running on all cylinders this morning. But anyways, so the sound should be fixed for those of you who are watching the live stream. I'm going to chop out that first block. Um, you know, nothing like starting a podcast with the microphone muted. Because that is, uh, that's what I do. Anyways, so another kind of crazy week. It's, uh, on one hand, it was a slower week because of the 4th of July in the United States. On the other hand, it was kind of the most crazy week we've seen in a while. Not from a Windows standpoint, well, a little bit from the Windows standpoint. But, uh, yeah. So let's just kind of dive in here real quick. Um, <laughs> you know, to get the, the beast of the burden out of the way. Microsoft announced layoffs this week, and I knew this was coming. I actually heard about this about 10 days ago, maybe-ish, and I heard anywhere from about three to 5,000 employees were going to be let go, and Microsoft announced yesterday, hey, 3,000 employees are being cut, and uh, it's mostly from the sales org. That is no big surprise. Uh, it is mostly from outside the United States, so if you're in the U.S., that's a good thing. If you're outside the U.S., that's not such a good thing, and it's a reorganization of how sales are being done. Um, honestly, this is actually a little bit smaller than I expected. It's on the loan, which is a good thing, right? Although Microsoft has over 100,000, I think... I've seen any numbers from like 114 to 122,000. Uh, but anyways, so 3,000 is, is very tiny in the grand scheme of things. But when that's all coming from one org, uh, you know, that does really amount to quite a bit for um, those people. And so what you kind of need to know is that Microsoft, to no surprise here, is shifting more to a cloud focus. I know they always say mobile first, cloud first, but in the sales org world, it is all Azure, it is all Office 365, it is all cloud. Uh, that is their primary focus, and that's not a big surprise. That's where Microsoft's revenue growth is coming from. That's where their business growth is coming from. And, uh, you know, so you got that going on. Um, there were some other kind of smaller layoffs here and there. There was one guy from a former Nokia guy who uh, was working on um, some imaging stuff got let go. I saw one report of a cybersecurity person being let go. So it wasn't exclusively from the sales team. But um, yeah, so we had all of that happening. And, um, you know, it sucks. There, there's no real good way to talk about layoffs. But that's just, that's the way it is. This is the month of July. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's overarching by any means. Uh, and people are always going to read into this saying, hey, Microsoft's struggling. That's why they're doing lives. When you're a company that size, this isn't all that surprising. More specifically, it's not all that surprising because Kevin Turner, who led the entire sales team from Microsoft, um, you know, he, th th this was his baby. And so when he goes, that old sort of methodology, they had some scorecarding that they're getting rid of. And there was just a lot of middle management and overhead that is involved in all that stuff. And so this is just a reconfiguration of the new sales team, the new sales philosophy. And so I, I wouldn't overreact to this. I mean, this has kind of been expected for some time. So, that, you know, that's kind of the, the elephant in the room. Uh, other things going on in the world this week. Microsoft is finally going to be adding uh, game gifting to Xbox Live. This is something I've wanted. It's available on Steam. So if you're not familiar with what this is, is if you're my friend and I have a, and I buy a game and you can't afford it or you want to just give them a birthday gift, I can actually gift you a game. Like I can buy that game for you. You can't do this on Xbox Live. I don't believe you can do it on PlayStation either. And so... Uh, now that's coming, at least supposedly soon. They they very specifically did not say a date. They just said, hey, it's coming soon. Uh, it's very close to launching. And so that'll be great. Uh, it, 
especially with these like summer sales. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Other fun things. Uh, <laughs> the Skype. So I have, if you've watched this show before, you know that I have a very much love-hate relationship with Skype. And this latest update, so taking a step back, when I talked to Microsoft about this stuff, they said, hey, you know what? The back end is finally fixed. We're no longer in this P2P world. We're fully cloud. It's fully great. And now we're going to totally revamp the UI. So what we had, let's just jump back and say one year ago, we had a broken back end, but a good front end. Now we have a good back end, but a broken front end. Like I, I, I said this many times, I do not like the UI of the new mobile apps. And now I know that I'm not the only one. If you go to the iOS store and look at the Apple version or the iOS version of Skype, it has a whopping 1.5 star rating. People do not like it. Uh, Android's a little bit different because it's cumulative ratings. Apple does it for each version. So you, you have to go read the recent reviews on the Skype one in the Android, play, in the Android store and the Google Play store. And they're they're not good. And I'm happy to see this because when I talk to Microsoft and stuff about this, is that, hey, people like this because it's quick, easy, and it's simple and clean. And what they did was they made it Snapchat, Snapchatty and Instagram and Facebooky, which Facebooky, uh, which is exactly what people don't want. And yeah, and so I'm hoping that they just get their heads out of their butt. And it's fine if they want to try these new UI features. I, I have no problem with them experimenting with that. But don't take away the old. Give us a checkbox that says, hey, give us the old UI and you could solve all these problems. Don't like the new stuff? Go for the classic view. That That is a very simple solution. And I don't know why they went all in on this. I know it's because, well, I do know why. It's because they're worried that Skype user base, from my understanding, hasn't really grown, right? It's been pretty stable at around 300 million, which in the chat world isn't all that large anymore but for those that use it it's really hard to get away from and to be honest i do like skype it, it works just fine um i don't know why ios doesn't or apple doesn't bring iMessage to the desktop for the windows it would totally destroy skype um, google could probably do the same if they would create their own one unified version of a texting platform but they have like google duo they have hangouts they have too many different chat applications if google could align to one single unified app chat service they could probably destroy skype too but you know what here we are uh still needing it and um you know that's what's going on so uh, i'm happy to see that other people don't like it because that means things are really going to change and so and not to not to be all debbie downer on this episode because we'll talk about some fun stuff here at the end but Microsoft also kind of blatantly lied to everybody and uh you know this isn't really cool so on stage, and you can go back because Paul and I both did this, we went back and watched the keynote. And Microsoft very clearly says that in the fall creators update, it is going to deliver timeline, uh, the cloud clipboard, and a couple other features. And so this week, Joe Belfiore took to Twitter because uh, some people were saying, hey, you know what, timeline feature isn't in the insider builds. I know personally that they are just about to lock down the OS and we're gonna get into those uh, crazy stages where they're gonna start doing bug bash programs would be my guess, where they're really targeting specific things. And I'm not expecting any new major features. We had a real nice lump of stuff at the end of June, uh, second half of June. And so now they're going to start buttoning it up and trying to get it locked down and get it ready to ship around September. Which means that if Timeline, which is a massive feature, by the way, means that it has to be in there and getting tested and everything. And when it's not, it's like, hey, where is it? Same with Cloud Clipboard. Uh, where is it? You get a little nervous. So Microsoft pretty much didn't pretty much. They came out and said, hey, Timeline is not shipping with the fall creators update. And they said, you know what, that 
they kind of like backtracked and said, hey, you know, we didn't really mean it was absolutely. It says that was kind of the first chance that it was going to happen. And that's not true. Go look at the Fall Creators Update website. It is the third item. And for those not familiar, I actually downloaded the little timeline video here. Uh, this is what it is. Although, did I restart it in time? Da, da, da. Nope, let's try that again because, you know, this show is just off to a blazing start. There we go. So you can take a look at the timeline feature here. If you're, You can only really see this, obviously, if you're watching the video, but this was the feature. And at the time of this, I said, hey, uh, this is all great, and this is exactly what they showed off on stage. But the problem is that is a concept. That is rendering. That is not a live demo. And when that went out, I said, Microsoft, this is great, but this is a render. I'm nervous this isn't going to ship. And here we are, because this happened with my people. They showed off a render, and then they couldn't ship. So Microsoft, if you're listening, your new policy for demos should be on stage. You can only demo it if it's a live product. No more renders. You, you can't do this anymore, where you show off a render and say, hey, it's going to ship in the next six months, because you now have two uh, apparent times when this has happened. And so timeline's not coming. That's not coming. They've... They tried to backtrack, but if you go to the Fall Creators Update website, it's on there. They very specifically said during the keynote that it is coming this fall, and they are not. And, you know, it, it's one thing to miss a deadline. That that happens. But we've now seen Groove Music Maker, which they showed off, never materialized. My People, which they showed off and was delayed. And now we have Timeline that was delayed. And uh, they also don't have Cloud Clipboard. It, it's... I understand these are big features and I understand this is cool stuff and you want to show it off, but don't show it off until you're ready to actually be able to commit to a shipment date because all you're doing is setting up false expectations. And it's not even the false expectations. It's honestly more embarrassing for the company saying, hey, we're going to try to ship this on time. And then you have 114,000 people um, and you can't. And and somebody's going to tweet at me and says, you know what? You can't make a, you can't make a baby. You can't add more developers and make a baby faster is kind of the thing. Um, Fine. I, I buy into that. I know you can't just throw developers at a problem, but at some point you have to figure out how to optimize between getting something announced and getting it shipped. Credit to Microsoft. OneDrive team did this excellent, right? They had this. They were in the works last year. They could have shown this off at Ignite or something else like that, and they didn't because they knew it wouldn't ship in RS2. They showed it off uh, for RS3, and they got it shipped, and OneDrive uh, placeholders are coming. So that team under clearly understands how to properly do this. It's just really frustrating because I get excited about these things and we write about these things and then, you know, then it's not going to come for another six months, which really means, or six months after the release, which means it's not going to come until a year after it was announced. Um, just Microsoft, please don't make promises that you can't commit to and don't try to back out of them. Just if you're going to announce something, make sure you're dedicated to the launch date because it's it just shines an, an unnecessary negative light on your hard work and efforts when you can't deliver your publicly made promises at your largest developer conference. And so if you're a developer, Microsoft just now has a decent track record of shipping Windows updates that don't deliver. Uh, it, it just kind of underlines their entire message. And so, you know, that's my little rant about that. And I hope that Microsoft honestly takes this to heart. So no more proof of concepts, demos only, and you should be a lot better shape. So... Um, which also kind of leads to the fact of what is the creator's update now. And so we have that movie making app. We have the um, potentially my people. It should be coming. We have OneDrive placeholders and we have a half-assed implementation so far of acrylic and fluent design. Now, granted, Microsoft very clearly said that this will be a journey to get to fluent design and things will be kind of trickling in. So, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Anyways.
Anyways, uh, other things going on in the world. Surface laptops, if you're looking for a blue or red one, which are cobalt and burgundy. Um, I don't have one back there, but I do have the burgundy type covered, like quite literally directly behind me. Still sold out. So good luck trying to get one of those. You very much likely are going to have to go to a store to make that happen. Uh, other things that jumped around in the world of Microsoft this week is so this kind of an unnecessary issue that kind of got brought up that really doesn't have any impact, but people were kind of freaking out is so this OneDrive NTFS issue. So it happened this week that Microsoft started putting a warning that if you were storing OneDrive content on an on a fat, let's just say fat 32 to keep it simple, that it wasn't really going to work with OneDrive. And so they issued a note this week that said, basically, this is how it's always been. They just kind of realized that, Hey, they weren't actually telling people this shouldn't be working. Um, and so if you're using OneDrive, you need to be on NTFS and that's kind of it. So, uh, anyways, yeah. Um, Greg M at points out in the, in his, uh, in the chat thread, he says, Hey, I still don't have the creators update on three windows 10 systems here. This machine that I'm podcasting from does not have it either. I, I check. I wish that Microsoft would let us know why it's blocked. I'm intentionally not forcing it onto this machine because I really want to see how long it is, but we're about what, roughly three months or so ish after the launch of the creators update, still don't have it, which is fine. They, they very clearly said, and I'm okay with this, that this is going to be a staggered rollout and you know, they're trying to get it. Uh, Mary Jo Foley just got it yesterday on her HP Spectre, which that makes me a little nervous because those are typically defined configurations. And so my machine here is more of a kind of a custom build. And so I don't quite know when I'm going to get it or if, I mean, I should get it. I have to get it, but you know, here we are. And there are some things in the creators update. Just, I do want, I mean, there's some slight UI refinements and other stuff. And so maybe I will eventually force it. Um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay, cool. So there's not a whole lot to go on here, but I have two people telling me this, so I know it's accurate. So there is, inside of Microsoft right now, there is a new prototype device. It's ARM64 based. It's a mobile like device is the exact descriptions that I've heard. Mobile like, uh, it's arm 64 mobile, like floating around inside of Microsoft right now. And so I don't know. Everyone's going to say this is their new phone. It's, it's not the new phone. I'm assuming that this is going to be their new, what's code. I believe codenamed Andromeda. Uh, they're kind of like mobile device that has LTE connectivity, but they're not calling a phone that Alex Kipman is working on display. Um, but, I have heard from two completely independent sources that an ARM64 mobile-like device is floating around campus right now. Um, and so the reason why I come handing, harking on this is at one point, I didn't know if this was going to be an Intel-based device, but now that I've got a couple of people saying ARM64 is what this particular d prototype is, granted, these things could be killed. Um, these things prop up couriers, Surface Mini, those types of things all pop up, but uh, you don't keep your eye out arm 64 mobile device floating around inside of microsoft curious curious what this thing is and i would absolutely love if anybody had any more information about it but uh, so arm 64 would tell you that it could potentially be a snapdragon 835 possibly uh i mean that would seem to make a lot of sense obviously lte connectivity obviously it's going to have x86 emulation on it um i'm what I'm also hearing too is that seashell or composable shell is still extremely buggy. But if you kind of put the pieces together here, my my thought here is that that you've got composable shell is going to be the no UI interface. Um, then you've got ARM64 and LTE connectivity. Like the composable shell is going to be the UI for this new device. Would be my guess. That is my honest kind of thought when you put a 
when you put together why they're building a new UI, why do they have this new ARM-based hardware? That, that, that seems to make the most sense. Um, my understanding is that it is going to be expensive. That's not a big surprise. This is not intended to be a mass market device. Think of this more, I don't, Holo, comparing it to HoloLens is probably a bad idea. Think of it more of as like a Surface Book understanding. That is that is my, what I'm hearing is that it's going to be kind of a, not a mass market device, but it's going to be a hero device for Microsoft, um, much like they typically do in that segment and saying, hey, you know what, here's something that you can build and hopefully their partners will come along with them for that journey. And uh, it, it's I don't want to say it's super close to being released, but I think composable shell, seashell, is closer to being uh, uncovered or realized. I've heard that it's so buggy, and this came from one particular source, it's so buggy that people don't want to self-host it. So that kind of tells you the early development phase. But at that point, if people can self-host it, then it's a little bit uh, further along the, the the pipeline. If you remember the Windows 8 days, when they used to have what was known as a red pill version where you had to have a certain key to unlock the new modern UI because that was a big secret. I believe this might be along those same lines trying to get access to that information. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I, I'm I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty excited about this thing. I, I think it's going to be neat. I'm, I'm poking at it from all different directions. Just a couple people, very few people know about it. So it's, you know, trying to, trying to drill into the right area. So if you guys hear anything, definitely give me a shout out because I... You know, if you're looking for something aspirational, I'd be like, why is Microsoft fun again? Um, you know, the Surface stuff's all cool, but it's also kind of yesterday's news. I think this is the uh, the next big thing that um, is to kind of get excited about for me personally. So a uh, lot of good questions this week. Let me refresh the thread. Um, wow. It, <laughs> a lot of good questions this week. I love you guys. Okay. Uh, 14 minutes ago, chart 8006 says, I hope Microsoft is working on the sleep hibernation problem I've had with my Surface Pro M3. A lot of people complaining, but only seeming official comments they're looking at it. Uh, yes, this is a problem. So here, if you're not impacted by it, consider yourself lucky. From my understanding, I have not been hit by it. But what it is, is your device just randomly goes to sleep. Uh, that's, that's really the issue. <laughs> so I need to look into this further, but it's, I should probably write this up. It's been pretty widespread, it seems. So Merlin E asks, he goes, what's up with the Surface Pen, especially in color? Do Microsoft underestimate demand? Do they have quality issues or do they just like to drop the ball? This is again, so if you're trying to get a Surface Pen, the new one, I believe it's a hundred bucks, at least in the US, you know, do your local, own local con currency conversion, but it's completely sold out. Uh, especially the colors, which again, Microsoft, those are going to be the most uh, sought after ones. Everybody in the world who has a service device, of course, I say that, here we go, um, has a silver pen. And granted, Microsoft very conveniently sent me another Surface pen that is in silver, not, you know, in a nice fancy color. But, you know, I shouldn't be complaining about that. Um, I, I wish I could tell you, I, I don't know how, you know, building a pen shouldn't be nearly as difficult as building a laptop. And I don't know why these things are so delayed, but um, yeah, so I, I unfortunately I have no answer for you. Sorry about that. Jim, J-M-E-I-I-I 75 asks, says, hey guys, I was just wondering if we could talk about the first ring. Uh, that's for a different podcast, <laughs> but close. So I do another podcast every day called First Ring Day, uh, First Ring Daily. But um, I will have to address that offline. JLV632 says, This might be a classic case of Microsoft doing the 90% thing. He says, meh, good enough. But whatever happened to podcasts? The app on the Windows phone is coming to three years old with no update. And imagine, uh, makes logical sense to roll this function into Groove. I completely agree. What is going on with podcasts? If, again, this is Microsoft saying, hey, we built something. It's there. 
my guess is that it you're not going to see any meaningful updates anytime soon because they're moving away from mobile uh that mobile development if they brought it to the desktop and they were interested in keeping that alive in any real meaningful capacity um yeah that would be that would be a really good question but the the point he's making here is why aren't they rolling this into groove i don't know i should ask because groove would be the perfect place they're trying to give groove more features why not give it podcast because that's what people are listening to and groove is what they want to get people into and if they can get people into groove listening to podcast maybe they can get them to sign up for a music service you know this is a very fair and a very logical logical assessment of why groove isn't where it could be or where it should be Mostly because, to your point, it doesn't have the support. I don't believe it does audio ebooks either. And so it's, yeah. You know, Microsoft, you could you could get more people into the services if you would just kind of think about it. Uh, where is Story Remix? So last I heard about Story Remix is that it's in a beta. And there was at one point an email address you could send an email to. And then they would give you the app. As for why it's not shipping to everybody, I don't know. And if this does not make its way into the Fall Creators update, that would be tragic. But I can already tell you what they would tell you is that, hey, this will be coming through the store so they can ship it at any time. In theory, they don't have to ship it the same day. But at the same time, it's like, again, you guys dedicated so much time on stage to the Story Remix app. And if it's not going to ship when the Fall Creators update ship, why? Like, And they'll be like, well, you know, we can deliver it through the store during the life cycle of the Fall Creators update. But that's that's baloney. Uh, Daily Isaac says, it says, how do you think progressive web apps will impact the Windows app? E- Ugh, let me try that again. How much do you think progressive web apps will impact the Windows app ecosystem? This is an awesome question, and I think it's going to impact a lot of ecosystems. Microsoft might actually benefit from this because the Windows Store isn't the strongest thing. Uh, app stores like iOS and Google Play might actually pay, have a little bit of trouble, mostly because progressive web apps, which are awesome, by the way, realize honestly they realize the dream of write once run anywhere they really do you think about it you write it for the browser anything that has a browser can run these apps and so i i think it will potentially have a negative impact on the windows store but i think it's gonna have an impact on every store but on the flip side i think it's gonna have a positive impact on say windows 10 uh windows mobile and i i I can see it honestly being a good impact on iOS and potentially Android as well, because again, if you only have to support one platform or one type of service like that, it becomes much easier to ship features. And uh, I, I'm actually very much an optimist and pushing for progressive web apps because I think it's a, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Wonderbar asks, he says, is there a way to get an email comment uh, from notifications on the site. So this is, so this is kind of an offsite thing, but on throughout.com we enabled notifications. And so, and so I'm trying to make sure I answer this correctly. Uh, Wonderbar to address that issue, we are gonna put, introduce a universal off switch for all uh, emails. It might be going live today. We have all the, the testing done, and so that will be turned off. And so for those who this makes no sense to, don't worry about it. Uh, the Joe Fan asks, do you know of any examples of good AI in popular Microsoft products? Obviously not their spam detection. Well, their spam detection is pretty bad. And so here's my problem with AI and machine learning in general. Is people, AI and machine learning are two very different things. And Microsoft is very good at crossing a border. Every company is. They say, hey, you know, we have great AI. But what they really mean is they have advanced machine learning. Um, 
some of their AI, which I know is in place, is actually on their cybersecurity stuff, and it's not localized. Uh, their cybersecurity stuff uses some of this. I've seen some of it, and I know it's true AI, not this machine learning stuff crossing over. Um, potentially in Cortana it would be a good example, but again, I don't know explicitly if that's more machine learning because it can take all your habits and learn from that and introduce new features or documentation that you would like. Um, as for AI in Cortana, that's a tough one. You know, I don't have a, a perfect example. And the problem with AI and machine learning is, is everybody's throwing these words into everything. If you go look at a startup and be like, oh yeah, we have AI and machine learning. Like AI is still very much in its infancy. People will argue me with me to that, to the death, but AI is a very long way from coming into like full realization. And so what we see now is a lot more machine learning in Microsoft products. We know there's a lot of machine learning. Um, there's machine learning in everything from, well, spam detection, um, Cortana, um, Power BI has some. And I know that they're bringing machine learning and they, they claim AI in SQL Server v Next, but that's obviously not shipping today. So... Uh, it's a great question, and I would actually love for Microsoft to very explicitly point out the certain features that are AI. Um, maybe I can ask them to do that next time they start tossing this up. Uh, Bish Bash, he says, is Universal Clipboard still on track for the Fall Creators update? I don't think so. Now, I say I don't think so because they haven't explicitly said it's not coming, but they haven't really kind of delivered anything that shows that it is coming. And for those who don't realize what Universal Clipboard is, so if you had and this annoyed me too, if you had Swift key installed on your Android or iOS device and you right mouse click copy something on Windows 10, in theory what it allows you to do is to open up Swift key on your phone and be able to get that information off the clipboard. The other thing we haven't seen either, which kind of is frustrating, is Project Roam, which is supposed to be that you can take, uh, let's say you're writing an email in the Outlook app, um, you know, Microsoft's Outlook app on your phone, and you go to the PC, you should be able to continue that experience right from where you left off on your phone. That was Project Roam. We haven't seen that either. And so these, again, these are big features and I they're cool, but don't show them, you know, don't put the horse or the cart in front of the horse here, guys. Um, Bishmash, he also he says, for people desperately waiting for Microsoft's next attempt at mobile, which year and what time can we expect it? You know, I don't have a great timeline for this stuff. And mostly because Microsoft doesn't have a great timeline in turn. Well, I shouldn't say they don't have a great time internally. Um, but if you're expecting something this year, I would be a little bit more hesitant. It seems like next year is going to be it. At this point, Microsoft's going to wait until they actually have something. There's no reason to ship a new device just to say, hey, we're still relevant in mobile because it's not going to help their situation. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. If you need a new phone, I personally would not hold out. I would just go get what you need today. And if Microsoft ships a new device, you can always sell your old one. But holding out at this point would be... Um, wouldn't be too much. Uh, so we got that going on. Uh, Rob7, well, he has the never-ending open question. He says, so where's Microsoft headed? Uh, Microsoft is headed to a cloud-based world, and that is all in. Um, and that I mean that for the desktop too. They're, they're eventually long-term, I've seen long, like super long-term roadmaps where they believe that eventually you will run your desktop from a cloud. You'll just have a thin client that connects up and you'll run a VM and... Uh, in a dream world, you would just pay monthly for your Windows computer, but that's a little bit harder of a reality considering that not everyone really needs Windows anymore. And so where are they headed? 
they're staying entrenched in the enterprise because let's be honest, that's where a lot of the money is. There's, there is money in consumer services. Do not get me wrong. I, I completely agree. Such as the iPhone proves that Samsung has proved that Spotify has proved that, but Microsoft is entrenched in the enterprise and it's easier for them to grow there than it is in the consumer space. So, uh, Adam Corbally asks, he says, why are web apps, uh, acceptable in windows 10 store, but not Android ones. Um, couldn't they wrap them? So here's why Microsoft doesn't want Android apps in the windows store because then people will just write Android apps and not windows ones. This is, they actually had a bridge is called Astoria that allowed you to port your Android app uh, almost perfectly and run it in the windows store. And the problem was they said, looked at, they said, okay, this works so well. No one's ever going to actually write a native UWP app ever again. And so I agree with their assessment, but at the same time, not a lot of people are writing native UWP apps to begin with. So, you know, there's that. Um, Mar Martinius V2 asks, he says, will EU target Microsoft again because of Windows 10 S only support Edge as a browser? I do not think so. Uh, it, Here's the reason why all of their adult versions of Windows 10 uh, or pro versions support any browser that you want. Windows 10 S does not have good market share. It doesn't have any market share right now. I, I mean, I guess you could say uh, the service laptop is shipping. So technically it has some market share, but it is so, so, so very small. Um, if they are going to go after somebody for browser locking, it's going to be uh, it's going to be iOS. There's a billion devices out there. It's default to Safari. You cannot change that. And this is exactly like what uh, Windows XP was when the EU went after them or, you know, the versions of Windows. And so are they going to go after Microsoft? Not for that. Um, not for that. Uh, Michael Martinez asks, he says, regarding the cloud acquisition of Cloudin, well, Microsoft makes its cloud features Azure exclusive. Do you believe they will continue to operate fully with AWS OpenStack? It would be very dumb for them to cut off AWS support to make it exclusive to uh, Azure. Let me explain why. First off, Microsoft has been a very open company, so I don't think they're going to do that. But here's why. If you have a list of clients using Cloudin and you can see how much they're using AWS, uh, it's very easy to take your sales team and say, go talk to those people. They're using AWS for these six features and we can pitch them a product that you know, better works there or is lower cost. And so I don't think they will do that. And I don't explicitly know that they're going to look at their services and, and kind of use it as sales and marketing, but they could. And I think it would be dumb to buy an app like that and neuter it for what it's good at and then try to repackage it for Azure. It, it's a great question. I will be very curious to see what they do long-term. If they do that and they rip out AWS and Google Cloud features and OpenStack, I, it'll be the dumbest thing Microsoft has done in a while. Uh, Mr. PKI asks, he says, were any engineering teams impacted by the layoffs this week? So yes and kind of no. Um, on a broad scale, no, they were not. But there were individuals laid off from other parts of the org outside of sales. Um, and I don't want to name teams because it's a little too close to home. Um, but there were people impacted that were not explicitly sales. But the bulk and i mean the the absolute bulk of the layoffs came from there so think like one two people um but uh so it wasn't explicitly salespeople, as microsoft pointed out um what will microsoft do if the uwp store fails uh i don't think it's gonna fail outright right they can leave this thing up and running um they can continue to nurture it they can continue to use web apps i don't think it will actually just kind of fail 
outright. I, I can't see that actually happening at this point because it's been around for so long and there's not a ton of overhead to keep it up and running. And it does create a little bit of revenue, not much, but a little bit of revenue for the company. And frankly, they need the store to live for if the store fails, Windows 10 S fails. And I think we're going to see them get real aggressive with Windows 10 S, especially on the consumer side, um, because it makes makes sense, right? They could give away Windows 10 S for free. Imagine that. Imagine if you're running Windows 7 and they say, hey, everybody can get Windows 10 S for free. That would be an interesting proposition, actually, um, and try to get those people to upgrade. I wonder if they would actually do that. But I don't see the store going away anytime soon. The biggest threat to the store, as we mentioned earlier, as somebody rightfully pointed out, is progressive web apps. Um, I could see Microsoft bringing those, trying to bring those into the store. But even if progressive web apps do well, that doesn't kill Windows 10 S and the store can live side by side. Uh, great question, though. Seriously good question. And so um, I do have, I got to be able to talk next week about some things going on this week. Um, so tip of the week, guys. So Microsoft had a massive, not a massive, but a pretty big reorg. Things got changed up uh, in several different orgs, not just sales. And so be on the watch out for like internal changes. This is also the time of year that uh, employees change roles. For example, so Donna's, uh, the, the lead of the insider program, her boss, Bill Karagunis, who I know um, fairly well, he was previously Donna's boss, and he's now changing roles. So this is the time of year when people move internally, and don't read into any of that. It's um, often referred to at least uh, as crop rotation, right? If you've been at Microsoft for so many years, and you've been in the same role, you can get a little burned out, so you can go change teams. And it's actually very much supported because they don't want that brain drain, which is when somebody leaves. And so you can change roles. And so be on the lookout for all these changes. I, don't, I haven't heard any like VPs or anything changing yet but this is the time of year when that reorg and org tree kind of gets shuffled around and so uh with that guys it is friday uh, it's been a real kind of screwy week since we had uh, kind of tuesday off and breaking things up but i hope everybody had a wonderful fourth if that was your jam if not i hope everybody had a great week and obviously has a woo hit the microphone has a wonderful weekend I'll catch you right back here next week uh next week should be a good week microsoft has their inspire it formerly called the uh Oh, God, it was WPC, Worldwide Partner Conference in Washington, D.C. I am not going to that uh, first time in a long time, mostly because I kind of have a travel conflict. My wife is traveling next week. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not going to be going to that, but there will be some news out of there I fully expect. And micro this is Microsoft's like, kind of like rah-rah moment for their large partners, so there's going to be a lot of like you know touting of what's going on and all that good stuff and so be on the lookout for that i'll have some news around that i'm sure other people around the web will too and as always guys have yourselves a wonderful weekend and i'll catch you right back here on the sam's report <laughs>